On this episode, we discuss toxic fandom and the feasibility of sequel trilogy fan theories. You must unlearn what you have learned. Remember, a Jedi can feel the Force flowing through him. And between it all, balance. Welcome to Voice of the Wills. This is where the fun begins. You are right back in the mess. Keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. All this, as the Force wills it. Just when you think you understand the Force, you find out how little you actually know. I may fail, you may fail, but there is no try. We would be honored if you would join us. Well, welcome once again to Voice of the Wills. I am Matt Elmuccio, and I am here. Back with us is Elena Source. Elena, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you? Ah, tired, man. It feels like forever. Well, you'd missed the last one, so it's been a while. It um, has been. It has been. I miss this. Miss yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. so much. Miss your voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we are without Albert, but we do have Rodney Clark. Rodney, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'm here. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you guys are here with me. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things uh, during this crazy pandemic time that um, that connects me to normalcy. Yeah, just we we're your anchor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> the last thread of reality is in a microphone in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible, with your nice spicy new setup too. Yeah, I went to Five Below and got some LEDs and swapped out my desk for a big uh, like folding yes. table. So now I have more workspace now. So I just ordered a bunch of LEDs off Amazon too, but it's for my room. So I'm gonna put them on like the back of my TV. I'm gonna look like a like like I have like a 16 year old boy's like bedroom. It's gonna be great. That's what my garage looks like, pretty much. Yeah, sixteen year old. Because it's like apparently like a thing now with like teenage boys. They put these LED strips in their room, but. Yeah. Yep. I just want pretty lights. I need pretty colors. I actually have the the, the matching remote control LED bulbs, so I have a, a lamp that's in, nice. my, in my garage as well. Oh, so. that's like the you can replace your regular lights with them, right? Like in yeah. their Bluetooth or something. You connect them to your Alexa or. Oh uh, no, I don't, I don't. I don't do Skynet or Alexa, but oh, I oh. Have, um... oh my god, my Alexa just turned on. Shut up! See, I told you she's listening. Oh my god. No, you're totally right. And I just watched Terminator the other day too, and I'm like, oh, Skynet. My daughter has always watching me for a while, and I keep saying, guys, I'm going to make you watch this movie called Terminator, and you're going to see why I don't do Echo or any sort of voice activated devices because oh, they're a hundred percent listening, and mine turns on randomly sometimes, and just like makes random noises. And like, you know, you don't have to remind me that you're a creep, but fine. But I don't really like. I don't think I talk about anything top secret in my room. That if they're listening, it's it's just gonna be me screaming when I'm like playing Call of Duty or something, or that'll make the know, cops come. talking to myself. There was a new story. You can, blo- you can block it, right? What's that? You, you can make it so that it's not listening, but that like defeats the purpose of having it. Like, yeah, my wife did that for a while. She shut it off, and then it was like every time you needed it, you were nowhere near it because that's the What's, whole point. Well, of having yeah, because the whole point is that it's like. You just talk to it and ask it to do things for you. Yeah. Plus, and my most daughter. Most of the time, it's just for her to. I'm just like, can you turn my lights off? I'm too lazy to get out of bed. We have the full Alexa downstairs, and then we have the uh, the dot upstairs. And my daughter has figured that figured out that you can use it as a, as an intercom. So Love that's that. that's awesome when it's like that's go so to bed. Great. She's like. Daddy! I'm like, go to Aww. bed. <laughs> That's so cute. Alexa, tuck my daughter in. Dad, can you tell me a story, please? <laughs> um, but uh, all good. Well, let's get into our topic. Um, this one is one we've we've talked about maybe discussing. It's it's sort of a, an interesting one to talk about um, because it, it, it's something that if you're a fan, you, you see... And you notice, and regardless of how you feel personally about it, it sort of does affect the the world that we kind of inhabit. Um, and that's really getting into talking about toxic fandom. And uh, and I, I have some pretty strong feelings about toxic fandom, um, you know. And I'll I'll be interesting to interested to hear what you guys think about it. 
but but for me i feel like um i don't know if like you know when rodney and i were younger and the internet didn't exist and you didn't have all these people to like uh just comment instantly and tell everybody what they think and how they should think and and all that stuff that it it um it sort of made the movie experience different because you could like it or not like it on your own. And then you didn't have to justify, or at least I don't feel like I have to justify, but it feels like that that's a big part of fandom now is if you like it or don't like it, you have to be able to justify, um, you know, why you liked it, why you didn't like it, why it was good, why it wasn't bad. You always have to have all these caveats with the way yeah, that and you see Yeah, and there's like so things. much pressure that you have to know all the lore and all the expanded universe stuff. And it's 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 something that like I've definitely felt too, where, I mean, I personally like knowing all the lore and the kind of like stuff that's in the background that you read about in the comics or in the books. But there's some people who are just casual fans and like it's I feel like it's so hard for them to enjoy and be a part of the fandom at the same level as like I am without getting heat for it, if that makes sense. Right. And I think social media has made it so that like there becomes this like random, I almost feel random consensus opinion on something. And so then if you don't agree with that, whatever the Internet has decided is the consensus opinion then uh then you have some sort of deficiency in the way that you view it or like like you have to constantly defend yourself as well people feel like they are more superior or like that they know more or are smarter just because they um have a problem with the movie and they, they have a reason to hate it and like it's just an excuse for them to talk about and, and justify why. And I, we live in a world where everybody loves or not loves, but everyone is hiding behind a screen. So it's a lot easier to uh, be more brash, I guess, and, and mean to one another uh, and a, a very opinionated climate too. Where everybody yeah. thinks that like everyone's got an opinion, but you can't, you know, change others other people's opinions very easily but people regardless continue to share their opinions and anybody who doesn't share their opinion is automatically lesser and wrong and yeah i mean that's, that's my big issue like I, I don't like i listen we have people we disagree on this that and the other thing um where where it gets into a little bit is that people you know like i said they think that there is one view of it and anybody else who views differently um Oh, I don't know what the right word would be, but they they just feel like, uh, you know, they're not open to a, a discussion about it either. Like, no, just... and I think that's that's where the whole the root of the problem is is if you can't have a, a healthy conversation with somebody with an opposing opinion to talk about something you love like Star Wars, then what's the whole point? I mean, everyone's gonna have different views and feelings about things that happen in the movies, but the the joy of it is for me at least uh and actually how my opinion about the last jedi was changed is just to be open to why somebody likes something maybe you don't personally like and maybe if you see it from their perspective you're like hey okay like i can totally relate to that or understand it and maybe it could change it because the only person who can change your opinion is yourself but you're the one who has to be willing to uh be open to a different idea or perspective which most people are not and that's right. why we live, you know, being a fan uh, of Star Wars right now is so like tumultuous because most people are not open to other opinions. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, you know, it's uh, if you if you love something like I, I love Star Wars, you know, obviously that's what that if you're listening to us, you probably have a pretty similar view about it. But um, but for me, that's what Star Wars is. It's it's a good, happy place. And 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 I want it to be that and um, people who like you said you can have your own opinion on anything there but people who want it to not be are are causing disruption to a lot of other people's happiness within it um, and I think that that that's where it, the where it becomes the toxic situation right where it's just like yeah. it's not good for any it's not good for anybody it's not even good for them it's I mean I don't understand why hate. you waste why are you it's waste not fun? It's just I remember when I when I was on that train of hating on the last Jedi and like it just 
and then there were people around me I would I would go on my thing like oh like I didn't like that they did this this and this and then people who did like it'd be like well I like that and I'm like well okay and then it just made me feel bad but now that I'm kind of accepting of the things that I don't like but just at the end of the day being like you know what it's Star Wars I'm just happy to have it and I still enjoy watching it even if I don't like certain things and that's I think if everybody had that mindset we wouldn't have this problem <laughs> I think another right, and I go ahead. No, well, I'm, I'm, I want to hear from you, but I just want to say, like, it's weird to be a part of these groups where you feel like there are a lot of people who are part of the groups who don't like Star Wars. Like, it's I'm, I'm sure you guys have all experienced it. Where you have these people who have if you've never heard them say something nice about, um, you know, the movies or anything. All they do and is I, complain about it. It's like, how no are you part? You're not. You know, so you're not a part of the fandom, and, you know, and yeah, uh, yeah I was going yeah. to say, and, and it's no offense to you guys, because you guys are great and are like so joyous about Star Wars. But a lot of the people Old joke that coming. I've noticed, I can feel it. What? It's going to be an age thing. It is. It's a lot of older men that are very like, oh, the sequels suck. Screw Disney. Blah blah blah, but okay. But am I wrong? Am I wrong? Sadly, no. There's no. a lot of people. It's no, all no, these. Yeah. It's all these guys who. And initially, Star Wars. Star Wars was targeted at younger boys. There's no denying that. So all these guys who grew up with Star Wars, they grew up with this magical franchise that like blew their minds as kids, and now that they're older. They have high expectations for this amazing thing that they had as a child, and then they're disappointed. Right. How many get, times have you gone back and yeah. watched a movie you haven't seen in years and you're like, oh, this movie actually isn't as great as I remember it being? Because, you know, as a kid, you're, you know, you were like mind blown. But as you got older, you you have more experience, you're wiser, whatever, and you just have a different perspective on life. Like, how's that not different with Star Wars? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. it comes down to um, people, um, people imprint... Um, I got to think of the best way I can say it. When when a when a certain song comes on, you have a memory imprinted with it, and so it it invokes a certain emotion. And I think that was a big deal with people um, from the original trilogy. I'm not. I mean, I just turned 43 the other day. I'm not as attached to the prequel uh, uh, to the original trilogy as most people think because of my age range. And mm -hmm. I, I know exactly what you're saying about like, oh, the old trilogy guys are always anti this and anti that. It was just like when the prequel trilogy came out and people were, um, you know, bashing that because it wasn't the original trilogy. And it's it's not it's it's not that it's not to say that they were wrong. It's just that it didn't do it for them. But yeah. the, the biggest problem and part of it is generational. But again, like I said, not it's not every fan that was that had grown up with Star Wars. But also I noticed with um, right before the sequels, it was like. The thing to hate on the prequel or uh wait hold on i'm confused myself yeah the prequel movies yeah the prequels yep and like there was nobody that was really openly like a prequel defender and including myself i i enjoyed i, I remember like i loved uh revenge of the sith but i kind of kept it to myself and was always like yeah uh esb is my favorite movie haha -ha. which of the original trilogy i would have to say it's return of the jedi just saying but uh <laughs> You know what like, it is now, too? like now, now because Strikes everybody's is, what's is, that? Is, uh, Empire Strikes Back is like the hip, yeah, you're a real Star Wars person because this is what yeah, like you have says. to. That's the movie you have to like. Anything exactly. else is wrong. But now yeah. with the sequels, because everybody's like having a you know a field day hating on the sequels. Now all the prequel fans are coming out of the woodworks and like you know the prequels are actually not as bad as people think they are. And like I, they're like more comfortable being prequel fans. Well, I, I don't know. I that's just. Maybe from my perspective, or if you guys have noticed that too or not. No, but I want to. I want to say. I want to say this. Like, it, it, one thing that, and I and I see media and social media and regular media kind of doing this, which is that they lump uh, internet into fandom, and that the the whatever fandom well, is that's saying where it loudly exists right now. Right, but whatever fan base, whatever fandom says loudly on the internet is what the general public thinks of as fandom. Whereas mm -hmm. I want to say that the the fandom and the discussions that happen on the internet 
are only a small portion of the fandom. I mean, how many people, I, I, I mean, Rodney probably does, you might, but like, I just don't get into those kind of discussions on the internet because it's not, it's not, for me, it's just not worth getting into those. Um, but so my voice in the fandom, whatever, as like the medium I put out there isn't really being heard um, because, it, you know, for me, it's not there. And I wonder how much of, you know, when we talk about quote unquote fandom is being skewed by just the, you know, the Internet ether, which is not really like, like I said, you know, the loudest people are, you know, maybe be the most vocal and most angry. But is that the, is that the large portion of the fandom or just those who like to get on the Internet and say things, especially when you think about, you know, Rodney's, gen you know, Rodney and I are, are very close in age. Um, I have a lot of friends who don't really, I'd say a good chunk of my friends don't use the internet that much, don't use social media that much. And so though the views of them are not represented necessarily in the fandom in the same way that the younger generation, I mean, we had a whole conversation in one of the episodes a little bit about TikTok and, uh, and there is a Star Wars TikTok. I'm, I'm right about this, right, Elena? There is like a TikTok Oh, there's a whole corner. Sure. There's a corner for everything on TikTok. Right. And when we were talking about it, um, I was explaining how the For You page, which is the main Discover page where like new content comes up for you, that gets tailored pretty well towards what you interact with most. So for me, it's like Star Wars TikToks, meme stuff, and like uh, video game like clips. So I don't get like the 12-year-olds dancing and stuff because my – like every <laughs> once in a while it'll pop up, but my – for you, page is like very curated to the things that I like. So I see a lot of Star Wars and whatever. Right, but there's a lot of Star Wars stuff that is, again, you see a lot of stuff where people have to put like what their favorite movie was and what their fa who their favorite Jedi was and who their favorite whatever. It's not really tailored towards, you know, general conversations. So everybody has to like, you know, to have a, uh, a TikTok that says something. Um, they uh, yeah. have to have. You I mean, know as what far I mean? as like, if you want to talk about discussion, I mean, there's plenty of that. Like Twitter is a interesting a place platform. because I think I think maybe it's just because of who I follow and what I see. For the most part, uh, I see pretty positive stuff about like the sequels, and it's from a younger generation. But um, some of the older lifestyle bloggers and stuff that are in kind of the realm of Star Wars and like Disney are also uh, pretty positive about it but that's the thing too that people who are her like really into i think into it are the ones that have a more positive outlook and then you get these random schmoes who just like i don't know most of the like hate stuff that i see is um, in places like reddit and it's n i honestly yeah, I don't, I never I don't, see I girls ever, ever post anything <laughs> negative like every once in a while i'll see it but it's mostly these guys that just like and again, it's to go back to we live in an age where people love to hate and people feel more validated because they have a negative outlook on something and like they disagree with something instead of, you know, just being like, hey, yeah, I do like this. But they have to be like, I don't like this because yeah. well, let's start to, love yeah, to talk. Let, and that's yeah. essentially what it is at the end of the day. I think yeah. a lot let's of the, start to talk about least. a lot of the stuff on. Sorry. Like, I don't, I don't do um I don't do Twitter um I don't do TikTok but I do a lot of stuff on Facebook and I noticed that you know you can see a quote unquote headline from a supposed news source Star Wars fans are upset about this and it all started <laughs> from just a conversation between we two got Star this Wars covered. guys <laughs> you know what I mean yeah it's, never it's trust like, anything on we got this covered yeah you know in case you didn't know that <laughs> Star Wars fans Wars believe that Wookiees should be wearing pants well this is just something that somebody just said. And it, it got a lot of um, got blown out of proportion. Right. It yeah. got, now it's now it's and now it's attributed to Star Wars fans. Exactly. Just one dude. Now, as right. a Star Wars fan, we see something that says Star Wars fans. Oh, well, that's me. What ha what what are we talking about in this discussion? Is oh, Wookiees should be wearing pants. Well, wait, what? It's, it now got to click it, and now the person has um, satisfied his obligation to his website to generate more clicks because he generated a headline. That would invite me, a, exactly, a Star Wars fan, to go look at something that when you read through the entire headline and, and the story, you see that this is all coming from Reddit user, you know, Chewbacca two six nine, who wants to have, <laughs> you know, Wookie pants made as as an Instagram brand or something like that. Like once you start reading into a lot of these um, clickbait articles, you see that there's no real substance to it, but they're not there that for could be substance. Be said about any 
and yeah. the article They're because just the clicks. amount of people who share stuff on Facebook and you can tell they just didn't read the article mm. is mind blowing. But we don't have to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so let's go ahead. So let's talk. Let's well, let's turn it a little bit to the franchise itself because I feel like, and maybe this is all speculation, but I feel like it has. But I've heard from people who work on, you know, uh, you, you know, Bob Iger or whoever. Um, with some of the direction they've gone, that this toxic fandom has bled its way into the process that they're using to actually create content, right? So I, I'm, curi- I'm curious as that, you know, how do you think that the toxic fandom, you know, or what have you heard about how toxic fandom has, has sort of affected this, this process? Well, I would, I would think that in the writer's room, somebody's going to say something like, oh, the fans are really going to hate this, or somebody's really going, this is going to be a clickbait article, or there'll be five YouTube videos about why we had this. Like when they're, when they're making decisions or, you know, somebody in the writer's room is throwing out an idea, well, what if we did, you know, what if we had Lando actually hook up with uh, L3 and maybe we'll make it a deleted scene or something, but we just kind of imp- uh, 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 implicate it. Oh, well, now it's a matter of, well, what do you think is going to happen on the internet? Like the internet is now a consideration in the planning of things because they want to, they want to, um, possibly get ahead of or or has some sort of foresight as to what kind of reaction they're going to get so they can start planning the counter reaction to it you know like are we going to get a lot of backlash from that that uh, uh female female kiss at the end of um the last movie whatever it was you know right. how are we going to handle that because as a billion dollar disney imp, uh, uh disney uh business they have to have things in place in order to deal with what they know is coming so almost every choice now, they have to have a, a backup plan or an escape plan or a, a, a damage plan for it. So in my opinion, as as a creator of some sorts, like that would really he- uh, hinder my ability to to generate new ideas because I'm afraid yeah, well, of it, what the internet's going to happen. You know. Well, but also, I mean, I feel like now there were lots of factors that went into it, but certainly the toxic fandom certainly led to me. I think, uh, into partial play in the box office hall of Solo, right? That, that, uh, that the one, we live in a world where people, you know, threw out, you know, their hate of The Last Jedi, also combined with a world where the drama behind the scenes was, you know, known by everybody, um, mm-hmm. And Are so, you talking about, like, the director? Right, the director change and, yeah, and shoots. all that stuff. And the crazy part is like reshoots have become a normal thing that we are aware of, but I'm pretty sure Rogue One was completely redone. You look at the first trailer compared to the movie; it's two different movies. But no, but it's a normal thing. But they, but they exactly Uh, think about think about the movie making process. It's like reshoots from our perspective as an audience. We need to realize that that's a normal part of the process. Things change. Yeah, yeah. And if it's not released, well, let's go back and fix it beforehand. But we are attacking the reshoots. And we, are, we as a fan base, well, toxic fan base, are attacking the concept of reshooting as in and the way it's presented to us, too. you got to keep in mind that these headlines are saying, oh, there's trouble on set. So they had to you know, bring everybody back in to fix what the writers did wrong or what this that's person did wrong. I think wrong. they should just not tell us anything. Release one trailer... Keep everything under wraps. Let us watch the movie and judge that. Because then, yeah, you're you're watching a thousand trailers, you know, forming form, formulating an opinion about the movie before you even actually seen it, and then all this other crap. Yeah, I don't that, know. that's, that's, a, that's a, you're right. The interesting, the hate starts sometimes before the movie even comes out. Exactly, you know? Captain yeah, Marvel, yeah. prime example. Trouble oh on set. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, the so actors are not getting along. Well, two guys are arguing in a okay. picture, but that's part of the scene. But let's take the picture of two guys who are physically like, you know, in a in a heated argument. And let's just make the headline. Actors can't stand each other on set. OK, now there's the news story. We need some clicks. Throw it up on Facebook. Well, this guy was this and this guy and all the trolls take <laughs> take hold. And now this this is a that's natural why news story. Whenever people try to. Talk to me about stuff like that. And they're like, oh, well, did you see the new trailer? Did you see this? They're going to do this. I'm like, nope, I don't care. I'm not going to, you know, I'll maybe add in my two cents, but I'll be always finish it with, but I'm not going to have, I'm not going to formulate an opinion until I've seen the movie. I always just stick to that because 
it's all meant to, especially Marvel was notorious for that, to kind of mislead you with the direction of the movie in their trailers. And that's why I just stopped watching the trailers because I don't want to have any, uh, you know, thought about where the movie might go. I just want to be completely surprised. Yeah. It, it also it also bleeds into, um, you know, uh, my other friend group. So my friend groups that are not Star Wars related, um, if they want to talk to you about Star Wars... I find that often because of the way that the internet is with this stuff, they want, you know, they want to know whatever has been presented as the, you know, consensus, you know, whatever. And, and, and we'll ask you about that as a fan. Well, didn't you think this was dumb? And I was like, I, I, I don't even, yeah, they you know, have like for a me personally, I don't even think that like way, but opinion, which is not their fault. It's just what they no. see. And they think that's what's cool to kind of, I think, cause we're so like, not, not to say saturated, but we're so kind of like deep in all this where we talk about this, like out, you know, when we meet up, uh, in our group chats, uh, Facebook, whatever, like it's a constant conversation for us that we kind of are able to filter through all this and formulate kind of healthy opinions that are like our own opinions while other people kind of just they watch the movie maybe once every couple years see something on the internet like you said like those articles and then that's like they're the, how they formulate some kind of opinion about the movies so that's right. another thing too i think and, and i've actually in. seen the reverse now with the mandalorian where everybody is like the mandalorian is is perfect and uh and uh, that's at the end of the day and the re it's also goes hand in hand with why people love rogue one so much it's completely different it's something completely right. new it's no it's, the skywalkers aren't the focus there's no pressure or like legacy to uphold with those well, there's, two there's there are projects. those things i think there are those things too but i think that again it has now become the universal thing that the mandalorian is is great and as a Star Wars fan now, if you were to dislike, and I'm not saying I do, I'm just saying that if, if you were to not like something about it, um, the opposite is true, where it, you know, whereas, how, how dare you, it's the Mandalorian and the savior, no, you're totally the savior right. of like, all I, Star I, Wars. Because if somebody came up to me and said that they didn't like the Mandalorian, I'd be like, why? Why don't you like it? Baby Yoda, he's okay. so cute. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to go on record of saying I'm not like blown away by the Mandalorian. But I think I know why. I think I know why everybody's so blown away by The Mandalorian and why um, Rogue One was so well accepted. There was no expectations for it. You That's what I was saying. Like, there's no legacy to uphold for it. Like, right. it's all, like, new new content, essentially. Yeah, we knew how Rogue One was going to end before we even saw the movie. We knew oh, that this, yeah, was, this was just one moment that's right there. Let's see how it plays out. And, and it's they probably... know that going in, but they think what gets people is the fact that you become attached to these characters that you just met in yeah. one movie you in a matter of one movie you meet brand new people get to know them love them and then they kill them off and you're in pain <laughs> yeah and with the mandalorian like i've watched every episode i'm not like blown away by it but i'm definitely going to keep watching it because it's star wars let's see and that's what... fine but and they're I'm... like i haven't heard anyone be like i absolutely hate mandalorian and this is why I, like, I, I, you're not I the only say, one that I've heard say that it's like, oh, it's not my cup of tea. Like, I'm not, you know, no, this isn't I, my style. Because it is it is a little different from think, what we're I used to. I think that it's, and I'm going to be the, the controversial one here and say it, I think it's overhyped <laughs> by the fans who are starving for something to attach to. Maybe. Maybe and, that's, and, maybe that is to it. Because, you know, we've we've lived with uh, with sort of Star Wars becoming the underdog. Like, you, you were saying with the prequels, like, I've always been, like, you know, with my with the pe people our age, Rodney knows this. That like liking the liking the prequels is almost like you, you you're scared to tell anybody, um, and so uh, so it's sort of like a different thing where you're so used to having to sort of defend it, and now it's it's sort of in you know it's in the mainstream, which which affect which weirdly might affect. Um, the way that you feel about it, in a way. I mean, I don't, oh, I don't no, know. I'm just saying it's going to influence you. I think episode two is my favorite Star Wars movie. Boom! Really? Attack of the Honestly enough. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's Roma's too, by the way. So I'll tell her, and she'll be loving it. Aw, cute. For, for me, it's the. I only, don't agree, but cute. <laughs> it's it's the only time you see the Jedi be Jedi. Yeah, I can no, respect that. 
And that's what my argument always Seven is to people Wars. about the prequels. <laughs> well, like, yeah. where mean, are you going to see a more elegant collection of Jedi duels and like fights and stuff? Like the prequels. That's where we got all this. And I think people take it for granted. That's just at the end of the day. That's really all it is. But I want to go back real quick to Mandalorian because we were talking about why people love it so much being like it's all new content and you know something we've never seen before my biggest fear now with mandalorian is that uh with and this is probably speculation because we don't know for sure but i feel like rise of skywalker was definitely them trying to cater to fans and play it safe i'm worried that like i mean i have total faith in john favreau uh but i'm worried he might also get influenced by fans about the direction of where to take Mandalorian. There was that, I don't know if you guys saw it, there was that spoof uh, teaser trailer that was going around that was showing, yes. uh, like it was a Rickroll video, yeah. but it was like, uh, some. it was like a fan-made video of like them showing basically Boba Fett coming out of the Sarlacc pit and like coming back essentially. And I at first was a fool and watched it thinking this was legit. And I'm like, no way that they did this. Like, I would be open to Boba coming back, but not like that. That's just blatant. Like, yeah, this is what you guys all wanted. Boba crawled out of the Sarlacc pit. He's back. And now there's a new, you know, big gun in town. Well, and why? I got. Like, wh why are people demanding that Boba Fett comes back to life? I don't know. I mean, Why like I said, like part anything? of me would be like, okay, that'd be kind of cool to see them because it happens in Legends, right? He crawls out of the Sarlacc pit, but it's not canon. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not too familiar. Oh no, he does come back in Legends because there's like this whole thing with like the imposter Boba and whatever. But at the same time, it's that's like total fan service, and that's what part of the Mandal like the charm with the Mandalorian is that there is they pepper in that fan service, and like you see things from Clone Wars, you see things from the original trilogy, from the prequels, whatever, and it's great. But they like pepper it in like just a little bit. The rest of it is all original, new stuff, and people are loving it. But I feel like the whole Boba Fett thing would just be a total fan service, and my that's just my opinion. But I wouldn't be totally mad if it happened. I don't what, know. What it is, but when it I saw that trailer, none of it is the exact thing that happens. It's all how it happens and and how they deal with it and how it serves the, the greater story. But I think that that's sort of like getting into like, like it doesn't it doesn't matter. It can be whatever it is. Um, and, and, you know, we, we don't need to overthink what it should be. I mean, I think one of the things that we're going to talk about this on the second half of the episode, but I think one of the things that causes a lot of the toxic fandom is, uh, is speculation. Yep. Whereas we get so much into the speculation that when it doesn't meet, uh, the speculation standards, um, that we had, you know, it's why, you know, why so many people, you know, uh, possibly in the Rise of Skywalker didn't like the choice. It was because you had in your mind what you wanted the choice to be. And it didn't yeah. matter whether that choice was good or bad for the story. It just was a matter of like, That's what I was you saying know, about like, who knows if it was Disney trying to play it safe. Or but who knows? But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That, that weren't met. But for me, it's the choice that they that, made. But I think that's why a lot of people liked Solo because we had such low expectations for it that when we all went to go see it, we were like, oh, this wasn't actually such a bad movie. Like, I don't know why, you know, had such low expectations for it. But I mean, that's me personally. And I, I know a few other people who had the same thing. That, that was because, another movie that was uh, in the headlines for on-set drama, Like, it was already, like, tanking before it even came out. Like, yeah, like, it, just, it, was, like, it, was, it. it was sold to us, the fan base, as a disastrous uh, production, even before we saw it. We was like, oh, let's go see this mess, because we've had new directors. That's essentially what my mindset was when I went to go see it. I was like, all right, let's get this over with, and I ended up walking out like, what? That was, was incredible. It was a tough prospect to begin with. I mean, uh, you know, I really enjoy Solo, but to, at least at this point in time, to bring out a, a, a movie that, uh, that that Harrison Ford isn't in as um, it, it was it's it, it was always going to be a tough sell and um, so I mean I think that those are things those are decisions that they're making but in terms of the way that the fandom reacts to to these things um, you know I mean that 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 I think is affecting the way I don't know I can't I can't actually tell but whether it's affecting the way that Disney's making decisions but I'll. I'll do one. I think we haven't discussed it on this show yet, um, but uh, but I recently rewatched um, Resistance with with Roma, and uh, and I'm gonna be honest with you, it's it's not like 
it's not what you'd expect from a Star Wars show, and it's certainly um, very different. But uh, but it's got some enjoyable moments and some stuff you in there. You just have to you have to go in remembering that this isn't the same production as Clone Wars or Rebels, and that this is like actually geared towards like little kids. So it's completely like not to say dumbed down, but it's it's a little boring if you're expecting like. I don't know. It's boring. It's just it's just a different. It just took it in a different direction. There's, I, I was I think, a I think bored the t- watching it because oh, well, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe like action and like you know. Well, I think the ti- I think the ti- I think the title was unfortunate because it wasn't really a show about the resistance. Yeah, um, and so it, it was a little it was misleading. A little misleading. Um, and there, but 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 to watch it with a kid, I mean, maybe that's part of it. I watched it with my daughter, and I mean, she, she loved Niku. She just thought Niku was the best, and so I think we, you know, I think as fans, we need to get care- be careful about like uh, judging any one thing as being really you have to good or who bad. The because audiences, and that's what the yeah. problem is. Target audience, like remember who it's for, and then you can kind of like form. And that's I still watched all of Resistance. Because I wanted, you know, it's Star Wars. I'm going to watch it regardless. But I'm going, you know, I have that mindset that this is meant for kids. It's not going to be, you know, as amazing as Clone Wars or Re- uh, Rebels. But, you know, I, I could I could still enjoy it. Yeah, yeah Resistance I, I mean, was great for what it was. You know, like, like, you, like, like Matt said, when we heard the title Resistance, I imagined we're going to see the building of the resistance with Poe, Leia, and how they gather people around to rebuild the Rebel Alliance and call it the resistance and such and such. But when it, when you look at it, it how it all takes place on the, basically with a small cast of characters on this space station, uh, it, it doesn't give you the same effect, uh, Elena, that Clone Wars did because Clone Wars spanned across different planets and had different characters taking a focus. You know, this was a lot smaller, which is what had a people, wider focus, yeah. Which, which is what people loved, quote unquote, about the original trilogy. It was just about these same couple of people, and it wasn't all over the place. Like, but the now this show was. is existing in a larger universe, so it's a little bit of a different dynamic. But I think honestly, though, as a kid, sh- as a kid's show, like if you want to try and introduce like a younger kid to Star Wars, like this is a very great like show to get them into it it's very easy it's like easy to follow not too complicated um and then if they're into it and they enjoy those elements in the show that you know makes it star warsy then you could introduce them to the to the movies but Uh, i'm I'm not a parent so i can't yeah (laughs) i'm gonna wrap i'm gonna wrap up this part and just say that we got a little way a little bit from from directly discussing the toxic fandom but what we did do was have exactly what what we want to do, which is just a uh, 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 discourse about things that we like and dislike. Oh, natural conversation. Right, just a conversation of like, <laughs> you know. This is how you do it, guys. It Don't be mean. Don't be mean on the internet. It's like, like I said, like, it's not fun. It's not fun to be hateful and, and mean to one another. And, you know, it's okay to disagree, but have a healthy conversation. I'd like to, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to end it up with, with a quote from another great movie trilogy that I really enjoy, um, which is, Damn it, Morpheus! Not everyone believes what you believe. My beliefs don't require them to. And if people can just accept that you don't like it the way I like it, but we both like it, then just keep moving on. That's it. Great, that was perfect, Rodney. Let's go to a word from the uh, the the I group that we, there you yeah. go. I, never, I can never remember what that We're is. Why? <laughs> We're all good. Let's go to them. Hey everybody, I'm Steve. I'm Joe. I'm Mike. I'm Seb. And we're Dinner on a Podcast, and you're listening to the International House of Podcast Network. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. All right, so we're back to talk about our main topic, and this should be kind of interesting because it's going to be a little bit different than topics that we've done in the past, and we're going to kind of deal with it in a different way that you might hear on other podcasts or in, uh, you know, on YouTube or something like that. We want to kind of take a look at some of the fan theories um, and really talk about whether they were even plausible, um, steering away from like whether or not we would have liked it better or whether, you know, we liked what actually was chosen, but just, you know, look at some of these crazy fan theories and think, you know, was it even possible? Um, would it, would it, uh, you know, what would it have meant for, for the movies without really getting into like, did we like it or don't like it? Cause like we were saying, toxic fandom, um, you know, in me particular, I actually avoid um, those type of things just because, like I said, I think um, sometimes it, uh, it it can feed into the toxic uh, culture. Um, not that there's anything wrong with it. I think, you know, when I was younger, I probably did that. And maybe it's my age, but it's but I, I recognize how sometimes 
speculation leads to um, to expectations, which can which can lead to disappointment. That was my Yoda quote. I think <laughs> speculation leads to um, anyways. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, Rodney, uh, you, you had some uh, some of these uh, theories that you had that you had in mind for us to kind of look at, maybe discuss the plausibility of them and, and go from there. Yeah, I, I created a, a, a little bit of a list of um, theories that people had regarding the sequel trilogy because we were very excited about what 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 could happen, what maybe happened, what should happen, what we thought was going to happen, and you know, I made a list and I wanted to see how everybody felt about certain theories and and what they, you know, what what could come from them if that was the path that they had taken. Um, one of the biggest ones was you know. Snoke was a big mystery, and there was if you go on YouTube and just type in Snoke, there's a thousand videos pop up of Snoke was really this guy, and Snoke is this guy confirmed question mark question mark exclamation point. <laughs> and um, I wanted to throw a couple at him and, and uh, throw throw a couple at you guys and see kind of what you thought if it was possible, if it was crazy, or if people was just going for YouTube likes and clicks. Um, the, the first one that comes up is Snoke is Dark Plagueis. You know, how'd you guys think of what would you guys think about that theory if it happened and uh, why it sounds a little too far fetched if it does? Well, if you if he was if he was Plagueis, he'd have to be a clone of Plagueis. Right. I mean, that would that would kind of be the thing. Right. Because Plagueis was killed. Yes. Yes. Uh, allegedly, Plagueis was killed. But if you go back into episode three, I believe Palpatine does say one person was able to achieve or was able to cheat death. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, I mean I don't think he was a I don't uh okay, I guess yeah. I guess that would then there would have been where the heck was he for the whole rest of the uh of well, the Well, also well, I think he was referring to wasn't he referring to Plagueis um creating Anakin essentially? But is that cheating like, death? To, oh. Oh, he was talking yeah. about yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, when, uh, yeah. after Ma- after Mace Windu goes flying through the window and Anakin pledges his allegiance to him, he says, "All right, well, I know I was promising you the the, the key to eternal life to save Padme. One person has been able to achieve this. While most people consider it to be Qui Gon because he was able to transfer himself into the Force and be and begin the whole concept of Force Ghosts. I don't think he knew about that." But then, who was he talking about? If it if it wasn't going to be Plagueis coming back as Snoke, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, well, if it wasn't going to be, uh, a, well, like, he could actually be talking about himself. Maybe, well, how, but how could, but then he but he says to Anakin, that, "We can unlock the secrets together," or something. That's like he says that. Right. Well, I so mean, it's like, like I don't actually know how to do it, but we're gonna find out together. So yeah, it could it's be. gonna be great. We're gonna go hold hands. Yeah, so the the, the theory in the uh, YouTube video was, um, you know, the person he's talking about was Darth Plagueis, who returns as Snoke. You know, the essence transference, which has been on the outskirts of people's theories and all of that stuff. So, but um, also, didn't they? Maybe it's not confirmed, but isn't Plagueis uh, like his species? Isn't it like the same as like the guys from the banking clan? Yeah, they're Muns, I believe is, is the name. Uh, I don't know what the word is, but they, they definitely don't look anything like Snoke. But I always assumed from the, from episode three that Plagueis was killed by Palpatine, right? Correct. Yeah, because he was yeah, like that was the assumption, right? And yep. so, so like I think that like if you know the essence transference or the like clone, like I think that's the only way for me. It sounds plausible. Like I think. I don't know. There, I think there was enough evidence to suggest that Plagueis was was killed for me. That I think. Honestly, though, I think that Plagueis coming back, or, yeah, like, him being, like, Snoke being Plagueis ends up being a little bit more plausible, or at least something that I could digest better than, like, Palpatine coming back, because that was, like, (laughs) that was very, like, I don't know, cheesy, in my opinion. So, if they were able to do that with Palpatine, maybe it's just because it did happen, and now, like, going back, I'm like, oh, if Snoke did turn out to be Plagueis... Then that's like okay, that's fine. I guess yeah. I could totally see that happening. I wonder if going back, if the fandom would have received Plagueis coming back better or worse than Palpatine coming back. 
Yeah, I don't know. From what I, mean, I remember I know. before the movie came out, I remember I would sit around the lunch table with my friends leading like months bef- like leading up to the months like before the movie release because we all were going to go together and see it, but we would all just sit at this round table and argue about our fan theories and the one that we all kind of agreed on that would be cool was if that if Snoke turned out to be Plagueis. Yeah. So, I, mean, I think I, I think most people would have been kind of open to it, especially cuz Plagueis was someone you never you had never seen in the movies, but like heard about, you know well, what, what I'm saying? Wouldn't that have um, removed uh, Sidious's ability to be the Dark Lord of the Sith because he was? Yeah, never... I think when she, it could have cheapened that him would have as completely well. changed the whole dynamic, obviously. But yeah, it would have been an interesting path for them to take. But yeah, no, it would have completely taken the trilogy in a different direction, 100. percent What about Snoke yeah. being Mace Windu? Because that was another theory going around. Get out. There are so many issues with that, that but you go. (laughs) (laughs) He just becomes a salty prune in a bathrobe. Like, there's a video that uh, I I forgot. No offense, he doesn't look like him. This guy was just like, yeah, you know, he's he's bald headed. He got the gash on his forehead from falling into a building when he fell. It's Homer Simpson. And, uh, and and Jedi have always jumped from high. Even Mace Windu jumps from up top of the high uh, uh, balcony, and he survives the fall. We've Stop all it. had uh, Jedi's getting fist lightning, and they survived. Yeah. People survive with uh, you know getting their theory. hands cut off. So it's totally Mace Windu. If you look at the big head, he's got a round no. top head. <laughs> it was just, Time to stop. But that's why I wanted if to I have this conversation it, because there was so there, there was some like admittedly. Far-fetched ideas. I think I think people no just they they come up with these theories just because they're bored and they just want to find some weird link. That's like people who come up with those wild conspiracy theories that like, oh yeah, the dinosaurs built the pyramids. Like they come up with some stupid like explanation for it that kind of makes sense, but like I, obviously like just is not. That's not it. I think it goes. I think it goes pretty low on the plausibility factor, but in the like interesting factor, I think that it would be interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. I, it, it, you know, like, I think, I still think that there's there's a lot of room to be explored to, like, this more of the psyche of turning to the dark side than we saw, with, you know, with Anakin. I think that the, it, that there have been some cool stories told um, in in other uh, areas about, like, you know... Quinlan um, Voss. Quinlan Voss was, is a good example, or... It's a great example. Thinking? Yeah, yeah. Or I'm thinking of there's there's one there's a part of like Knights of the Old Republic where you have to like help this this uh, this person who's turned to the dark side come back from the dark side and like it was just an interesting little storyline and like um, you know and I don't you know see you know it was just I think that there's room for that for the that story to kind of you know tell the story of 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 in a different way. I mean, maybe we want to get into different types of storytelling, but I think that there are stories. There's been a couple of Jedi who have teetered on the dark side, gone to the dark side and been redeemed, um, you know, afterwards, including, uh, Deepa Balaba. I I hope I'm saying it right. Did she go to the dark side? I don't even know that story. Yeah. I don't either. There's a, I don't know if it's still canon or legends or not, but she had gone to the dark side in one of the Mace Windu books. And he goes back. Okay. That might be that might be legends. It's but probably I'm not legends by now. Hundred percent sure. You know, it's it's a story. It's a possibility. It's still something that you know can show that you can go to the dark side and possibly even still be redeemed and come back, much like Anakin, much like you know Vader and Quinlan Voss and other people. But yeah, I, and for I, those who don't know, for those who don't know who Depa Balaba is, uh, just to kind of bring her in, if you know maybe her face. She's also um, Canon Jarrus's or. Uh, What's what's his name? Caleb. Caleb. Dune. Caleb. Caleb Dune. That's his uh, Jedi Master. He was he was her Padawan. Yep. Just for some and context, she was, she was also a she Padawan was... to Mace Windu, which is why his story, the the book that's focused on him, I believe it's called Shatterpoint, is about him going to where she happened to fall to the dark side, and you know uh, the adventures he has on his home planet, which is what uh, this is all f- focused on, and it deals with how she turned and how he helps her come back to the light. Um, Another theory that came up that a lot of people were discussing too was, um, you know, the lineage of, of Ray was a hot button topic. Oh God! <laughs> yes, I, I got to bring it up. I got to throw it out there. 
Um, you know what, though? That, that actually segues perfectly into what I was going to bring up for this topic. So please go ahead. Okay. Well, one of them, you know, there was so Who was Ray? Ray's a clone. Ray's this person. How, how did you guys feel about the, the possible theory, or how do you feel about the theory that Ray was a uh, Kenobi, possibly? And before you speak, I saw another clickbait uh, headline that stated that uh, Daisy Ridley claimed, allegedly, that originally she was supposed to be a descendant of Kenobi, and that's what I she think was. That was thought. something that was taken it was, it out was of sort context. Of, yeah, it was sort of said like there, it, the, it changed a bunch, and one was a Kenobi, and one was this, she and did, one was that. There it, is it, a quote it, of her saying she knows who her parents are, and she doesn't think it's a big deal. That's I think that's about as solid of like evidence that we have gotten of something from directly from her. Right. So, I mean, but, 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 but I mean, I, so what, what, the way I go with it, and then I'll, and then I'll let you chime in there, Elena, um, is that for me, there were always two plausible things in my head because of her accent. Yes. <laughs> Somebody else. <laughs> so was always, she was just, like, so she was either Kenobi or a Palpatine in my head because of the accent. And that was just the thing that went, was plausible to me or nobody, which was fine. And, is uh, Dur- wait, is the guy who played Palpatine? Plays Palpatine. Does he have an accent? Yes. Yes, he does. Oh, I never noticed. He's British. He's I British. usually like make a mental note of who has like an American accent, who has like a. Like well, because I just remember when there was a casting call. So this goes back to before the movie was even made, and we were we were hanging on to any thread of of information that we could get. You know what was going on, and I remember that somebody posted the casting calls, and the casting call for that for this female character was somebody with a regal British accent. But do you think that they actually, like, really uh, stick religiously to the accents, except for, like, if you are Twi'lek, you have, like, a French accent or... No, I don't think they do. I just... I'm just saying from... I was just... I was like, the possibility... Okay, so you're just kind of like... That's your your way of connecting. Because John Boyega has a severe accent. Yes, but you never they hear it. They, 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 in yes, accent. yeah, you know, but they well, could. But you know, it could also be like they didn't like Daisy Ridley's American accent. I mean, it could always. Well, do also, that keep too. in mind, using the original trilogy as a base, the uh, British-sounding people are always working for the Empire, so they're always the bad guys. That was initially yes, or at least except for except for except for Obi Wan. he was like a grunt stormtrooper and not like an officer. Maybe that's why they wanted to kind of disconnect yeah, well, him a little also bit also knowing from... that he was going to be around for three movies they didn't want him talking in his native uh accent which is super british like we ever hear him talking in interviews and stuff i was yeah. gonna say i don't know if it's because i'm used to yeah. if i'm used to hearing daisy ridley talk because like there's no denying there are some british accents that are like impossible to understand like like people from liverpool like i remember i met someone from liverpool and half the time i was like wait what what did you say? Like, I have to tell them to slow down because I can't understand what they're saying. And I don't know if it's just because I'm, I, I, when I listen to John Boyega in interviews, I'm like shocked to hear him in his, with his British accent, or if he does have like a accent that's harder to understand while you were saying, yeah, like D- Daisy Ridley has a very, um, it's lighter. It's definitely lighter. It's, than, it's than like you can, you can comp- like easily comprehend what she's saying, like no problem. Or yeah. maybe I'm just used to it. I don't know. Well, you know, it's it's. Really I, I remember is thinking about that, like that they sound. made that decision. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Like, how do they how do they make that decision that like oh you're gonna keep your accent but you have to change yours? Well, it could be, and like I said, that could be like you know that's why maybe the initial thought was maybe she's a Kenobi, which is why she was saying. I get that. I, get that. I can understand. Right, that. and they were saying mm-hmm. like, listen, it doesn't have to go any direction. Um, I mean, I we could have a whole discussion as to whether or not there's clues in the movie in the earlier movies that she is a Palpatine, and that's a whole separate topic. But what? But I think I think just in my head, you know, and this is just me, you know, like I said, I don't like to speculate too much, but me just going like, what what do I think was the most plausible things? And I always thought Kenobi would be would be would be would be interesting, or Palpatine um, was another interesting one, just from uh, literally just from the accent. <laughs> Yeah, that somebody, was <laughs> uh, one of the YouTubers that I was going through doing research was pointing out the way she fights as a link to Palpatine. Yeah, there was definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, a lot they, of stabbing yeah. motions, a lot of um, you know aggressive, which is not really how the Jedi would fight. It's more like if you watch Mace versus Palpatine and then watch Kylo versus uh, Ray, there's a lot of similar moves there. 
and this person that would have made the uh, the YouTube video was like, yes, if you see this, you know, she stabbed yeah. the way he, like yeah, the opening yeah, move was a stab. Yeah. So that, that was the link that these people were making to uh, basically, you know, theorize that she was a Palpatine. Yeah, do I think it was? Do I think it's plausible that she? I don't think there's anything in the movies that says she couldn't have been a Kenobi. Um, but I, I think mean, that I, I bet. But then you'd have to explain who the heck Kenobi boned. That's just a well, team. Um, that's just that, that, well, that's, yeah. that's what, what people were theorizing that she was the yeah, child. There, there, or it wasn't would that like he didn't have any time, timeline wise. I don't know. He was on. He was all by himself as, as after the Jedi. You know, who knows oh, what, he, if, what he if was, he was after. like her grandfather. Maybe that would make sense, right? Or but when he was in, on, he was on Tatooine. Like you know, at that point, the Jedi rules kind of are out the window. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he kind of stayed true to his Jedi ways. Well, we're gonna find out, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, the, the show. I'm like, wait, what? The show. Are you well, about? How are we going to Yeah, no. Yes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, okay. So let's, I guess we can just dive into what my uh, thing with that was with her right. lineage, I guess. So I think I brought this up on a previous episode. I don't remember which one it was and what the heck we were talking about, but I think I brought it up. And I think, I don't, I think it was before Rise of Skywalker came out. So, uh, and I'm, I know I'm not the only one. But whenever I try to talk to people about this theory that I had, people kind of look at me like I have two heads. So have you guys read Thrawn Alliances? No. That book? I I Um, think I did it. I'm not sure, though. That's the the, the last one to come out? uh, It was not the last one. I'm like three or four Thrawn's It's the second one in the the trilogy. Is that the one where he he works with Anakin and Vader? Like they go back and forth? So they go back and forth in the timeline. I did read that one. Liar. I lied to you. Those, oh. are, those are the I, I, I was thinking okay. it was the newer one. <laughs> no, no, anyway, not the newer one. Um, so when Thrawn first meets Anakin, and I didn't realize this at first too. Throughout the book, you Anakin says to himself, "Double vision," right? So right. Um, when Thrawn first meets Anakin, and Anakin introduces himself as Anakin Skywalker, Thrawn is like, "Did you say your last name was Skywalker?" He's like, very like intrigued by that because. There's this legend and there's, I try to like, I've tried to search the internet for it, but I can't find like a clear uh, theory on it or any kind of article or something. But I think it was a referral to this like legend of like Skywalkers, like these people who have this uh, force ability to see in a moment. And that's when, whenever Anakin says double vision, you can see like in a glimpse, like, past present and future and that's how he's able to fight so well with his lightsaber so uh chiss people uh i think i don't know if it was just women or younger chiss they have some force abilities or like sensitivity that they were actually exploiting in the books and then as they get older it like those senses dull but uh thrawn was like familiar with this legend of skywalkers where they have this like uh ability that's like better than most force sensitive people or something. So going like looking at that book and then people were trying to speculate who Ray was. Uh, I was hoping that she was no one essentially, but somebody who was born with this power, this legendary power of uh, Skywalker. You know, does that make sense what I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember, and I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember when I I was think I did bring this it. up, but I, I've done a little bit more digging, and I actually went back to the book to kind of uh, get my thoughts together. Because at the time, I remember I brought it up. I was like, does anyone remember in the book when he said, are you a Skywalker? <laughs> so, I think um, it also played I was into, kind of, if I remember correctly, there was a, a child that was like a navigator. And, yes, it was a chiss like, girl. That and she was, was able to navigate space without maps or anything, and I think. And that's that also where that, like, the it. word Skywalker, like, had come from. Yeah. That, like, they were essentially like skywalking. Yep. Um, so I was hoping that, especially with like the timing of when that book came out, I was hoping that Ray did turn out to be of like no significant lineage, and that she just happened to be born with this like legendary like force ability, and that she that's that's what it was. But obviously that didn't turn out to be the case but that was my fan theory i guess you could say <laughs> and yeah, I, think, I know i, I wasn't the alone books, because the books make everything complicated on that end because there's lots of things there's that are of, hinted uh, at but i don't know yeah. but since the general public doesn't read them 
I don't know that they try to do too many of those connections, even though I think no, there were a lot I of think... clues. I think there were a lot of clues that Paul Patine was was a part of this in the Aftermath trilogy. Um, that's You're probably right that they wouldn't kind of introduce something in the books and just to bring it into the movies because they tend to they tend to introduce stuff in the movies first and then explain it in the books versus like having a main if that makes sense. Um, right. I don't know. That was just something I was kind of hoping for. I thought it would really, would have been really cool because I think that was something that was meant to be visited at some point uh, and has been touched on throughout all the movies, but just never elaborated on like the whole thing with Anakin's uh, like conception and whatever. And yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing Disney is going to steer very far clear. Of that. And now, yeah, now <laughs> it's like, we're definitely not getting anything. And I think that's, that's part of why I was, mildly disappointed with Rise of Skywalker because that was an expectation I had. I was hoping that they would finally kind of dive in with that and make Rey that legendary Skywalker. And that would be, I think a lot of people would have hated that though. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you can't win. I think it was a no win situation at that point. For but then people. at the end when she did claim that she was a Skywalker, it was a little bit like, not what I wanted, but I guess oh. I'll take it. I cried. You know? Sorry. So there you go. We both had didn't mean I cried at that moment. That was that worked. That worked for me. So it is. It, you know, I I think it's it's one of those things. I, I don't know why people get so like upset about that. Like I kind of don't mind her claiming that her, um, that her like she identifies as a Skywalker. I don't know. I feel like in it, a way that kind of comes back full circle to what I was hoping for in a way, not exactly how I wanted it, but I'll take it. So that's what well, for me. It was just, for me, it was just that, that growing up and that was what you just wanted to be a Skywalker. And it was her kind of saying that. Aww, and it I like and that. It, and it felt like to me that it was, you know, like for, for us just saying like, I'm a Skywalker. Uh, I, I love that. I like that. I never thought of it like that. That's great. So that's why my sister and I, we, I sat the f- our first time with my sister and the two of us are looking at each other and we're kind of sitting Aww. there after the movie ended and then we looked over and we're just like, who's Aww, crying? You crying? I'm not so crying. Precious. I got something in my eye. Hold on. <laughs> all good. All good. Oh, oh we're, it looks like we're out of our time for today. Um, we, we covered a lot of different things. I'm sure there are more fan theories say, that Rodney has bringing but. up the whole fan theories thing it's like you can probably go on for hours talking about all the crazy crazy crap that people well, have come up we with need, we needed content for the show so that's why I did it no no I mean I love it I was just yeah. glad that I finally got to revisit my whole Skywalker thing again because <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm curious I, like it, I feel but. like there are more people who who had this theory and I'm not alone because I, I was I felt crazy when I had read that part and then I would bring it up to people be like do you remember that part in Thrawn Alliances when he like mentioned the legend of Skywalker and people would be like what are you talking about and I'm like you know what never mind well <laughs> no, crazy. if we're gonna we're gonna be wrapping up so I wanted to throw out my own fair in theory that I really was kind of oh, hoping please. for but I knew it was too okay. crazy for people to like really latch on to when she goes to Octu in episode six seven, in, in episode eight I wanted Luke to really be dead and uh, Octo to be like a purgatory thing for him to be Ooh. like a ghost visit or just a ghost track. That's very J.J. That. Abrams of you. Well, I mean, and, <laughs> and everyone and, would be like, was it lost? Yes, like lost. Oh my God, and, and because, I mean, if you think about it, he physically never leaves Incredible. the planet. And really, yeah. you don't have to go too far into it. But, and, and this oh, happened right, in the really movie. does. And this, and this happened. <gasps> Maybe he was dead. And this is what I really wanted to do when when they had episode the whole nine time. come out, and and she ri- she rises up his ship as the uh, as he does in in episode nine. You, you see a dead body in the cockpit. That's, uh, that's no way, all you need to tell the audience is that oh oh, she's, oh my god, there's a dead Stop. body in the cockpit. So... Luke was really dead all along, but visiting her for... as, a, as a force ghost, not violent, gory. And, and going about his daily routine as a force ghost. Waiting for the force to bring the next chosen one, as it did. Oh, with maybe Ray. like he was tethered to Ronnie. Ronnie, I now the... want you to write a Star Wars movie, dude. Because that <laughs> just, yes, I love I mean, that. But, but but like it wouldn't. I change feel like that much. would be too dark, though, for like 
the kind of rating that they have on the movies, but I totally love it. That's like some... Wait, but he, he, there are definitely some Lost Stars that were in some of the movies, so maybe it all kind of fits together, you know, with Charlie from Lost ends up in, in The Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> and that's how he got there, man. Oh he God. was there the whole time. It's like poetry, man. It all rhymes. That's what George Lucas said, so it all comes back. <laughs> Love it, man. Well, that was that was enjoyable. Thanks for ending us on that note, Rodney. You're welcome. That was that was that was <laughs> good. It, it was good. Um, uh, so, anyways, thank you guys for listening. Um, we're gonna wrap up with our social media. So, where can people find you, Elena? You can find me on Instagram at Elena underscore Strikes, and you can find all my other social media in the link in my bio. Awesome, awesome. And Rodney, how about you, bud? You can check me out on Instagram as Lord underscore Dread, D-R-E-A-D. And I'm going to say, as always, you can find me at BMTN1111, but you're better off getting me at our socials for the podcast, which is at the Wills Pod, or um, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, find us on Facebook or email us at thewillspodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you guys. It's uh, it's it's awesome as always to talk with you. <laughs> <laughs>